Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist, nutrition strategist, and private celebrity chef, assisting people with chronic illness and persistent symptoms to heal themselves with food and the power of the mind. Welcome to the Get Well Soon podcast series. Today, we have what promises to be an incredibly informative show on nutritional support for traumatic brain injuries and brain health. This subject is a very personal one for me and for my guest. My best childhood friend suffered severe brain damage nine years ago after going into cardiac arrest and lose oxygen to her brain for nearly 10 minutes, uh, assisting she and her family through navigating the multi-layered challenges of brain injury and how that applies to daily life has been really difficult. And then a little over a year ago, I suffered a brain injury and nervous system injury myself when I was struck by lightning on Venice Beach. Uh, My brain was damaged in three places. And within a couple of weeks after I was struck, a friend sent me a video of JJ Virgin on CNN talking about her son Grant's traumatic brain injury. And her video spurred me on to research nutrition for brain health for me and for my friend. And applying JJ Virgin's advice made a significant difference in my healing process. And so this leads me to the conversation at hand today with JJ Virgin. JJ Virgin is a certified nutrition specialist and certified healing food specialist, celebrity nutrition and fitness expert, and helps clients lose weight fast by breaking free from food intolerances and crush their sugar cravings. She's the author of four New York Times bestsellers, JJ Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet Cookbook, 150 low sugar recipes to help you lose up to 10 pounds in just two weeks, The Sugar Impact Diet, Drop seven hidden sugars, lose up to 10 pounds in just two weeks. The Virgin Diet, drop seven foods, lose seven pounds in just seven days. And the Virgin Diet Cookbook, 150 easy and delicious recipes to lose weight and feel better fast. JJ Virgin is also a frequent blogger at Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and other outlets, as well as a popular guest on TV, radio, and in magazines. To learn more about JJ Virgin, please go to jjvirgin.com. JJ, it is such an honor to welcome you here on Get Well Soon. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. And it makes me so happy to hear, you know, that when you do these things and you just hope that the word gets out and the message gets out. And I know I get I get so many Facebook posts and emails and, and mm-hmm. tweets from people who've heard the story and are, are using using fish oil or using some of the other things we did. So I just love hearing that because that is really, Mm -hmm. once I went through it, I was like, this has got to get out there and it's just not yet. So thank you for getting it out there. Oh gosh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for, for being a mouthpiece for this. I know you went through a really tough time. I followed you on Facebook during the time that Grant was in the hospital. And I know from your posts, it was just a roller coaster ride. Um, Can you tell listeners about his injuries and the severity of them? So my son um, was out walking at dusk. He actually, he and I got in a little bit of a fight. And he, as a teenager, 16 year old, had stormed out of the house Last thing he said was, I'm not as strong as you think I am. He wasn't even wearing shoes. He was just like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Last time, you know, you see your son and you're in a fight. 
Um, uh, wow. So he stormed out and um, no one knows what happened because there were no eyewitnesses except for the hit and run driver. And he got hit by a car. The estimate was like 40 miles an hour. And um, we don't know. We just know the neighbor who saw the woman in the car. Um, she saw he saw that car stop. The woman get out, gasp, and drive off, and then he pulled up and blocked off my son and called 911, and they airlifted him to the local hospital. And when we got there, uh, we were told that we, we had a choice to make because he had uh, multiple brain bleeds, he had a torn aorta, and he had loads of fractures. He had 13 fractures with, like, you know, bones sticking out. But um, the immediate issue was that he had his brain bleeding and an aorta ready to rupture. And so the aorta was going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours. It actually kills 90% of the people on the scene. And the, um, you know, if we didn't fix the torn aorta, he was going to die. But at that hospital, in the way that classically they fix torn aortas is they have to use a blood thinner. And if they used a blood thinner, his brain would bleed out. So it was basically like, choose, pick one, you know. And um, thankfully, my ex-husband asked the doctors what they would do if it was their son. And they said, well, there is a doctor who can do this surgery without a blood thinner. And um, so they said, but, you know, he would likely never survive the airlift to that hospital. It was a hospital in L.A. We were out in the desert. And even if he did survive you know, the airlift, the chance that he'd survive that surgery is so unlikely. And even if he survived the surgery, the chance that he would have any kind of life, he's probably going to be so brain damaged that it, you know, just, it just isn't worth it. Is the doctor saying that I'm looking at oh now, my, God, my other sure. son, my 15 year old said, you know, it sounds like maybe a 0.25% chance that he'll make it. And the doctor said, you know, that's about right, son. And he goes, we'll take those odds, <laughs> you know? And oh uh, my God. yeah, I know. Cause you know, all you hear as a parent is 0.25% chance. We'll take it. Let's go. You know, yeah. I literally look at the doctor. I go, well, isn't time important? Why are you standing here? Let's do it. We're doing it. We're yeah. overruling you. We are going, fly <laughs> exactly. him out, you know? And uh, yeah. that doctor was very angry at us. I mean, uh, CNN and the doctors, a bunch of the other shows have now read those transcripts. And it was like the doctors, I told him not to do it, that he was going to die on the way. I'm like, you told us he would die here. Who cares? Like here, there, like, let's go. So wow, it was a pretty oh. crazy time. Yeah. <laughs> That's an unbelievable. Lesson number intense. one, like, like question it. You do not have to take the first, the first, uh, you know? Yes, exactly. That recommendation yeah. was to let my son die. I'm like going, no, not on my watch. Like we're going to fight yeah. this one out. So first one, mm-hmm. like get, always get other opinions. Always. Yes, absolutely. So he was airlifted to yeah. the, to the hospital, to UCLA Harbor, uh, UCLA to uh, their trauma center, number two in the country. Amazing. We get there and there's five trauma teams working on him and um at 5 30 oh goes into surgery oh they were like game on they go and the one doctor the cardiothoracic guy comes over he goes i got this this is what i do he goes i've done six oh of these gosh. in the last month i told do not worry i can fix this so i'm like all right you know don't yeah this is your guy <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah. like it was it was fantastic then he fixes him comes out tells me he goes listen Okay, he's fixed. He goes, now, I'm just a plumber, man. I fixed his heart. That's all great. His brain, I don't know. That's not my job. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's not my area. Not mine. We'll have to ask those neurosurgeons on that one. I don't do that one. I'm like, 
oh, okay. And the neurosurgeons at that point, he was in the middle of the pediatric ICU and, um, you know, he was on a ventilator. He had a, a tube coming out of his brain monitoring the pressure. He had, you know, uh, all these casts on. He had road rash. I was pulling glass out everywhere and um, central line and feeding tube. And, and the neurosurgeons were like, you know, we don't know. We don't know if he'll wake up or not. We don't, we don't know. We, you know, we don't know. And one of the doctors said, you know, what we see with kids is they can lose half their brain and they come out and they're fine. You'd be amazed at resilient they are, you know? So they were like, well, wow. you know, that's just, he'll wake up. He's going to wake up. But all they told me was he'll wake up. You know, we bet he'll wake up, but he'll, it'll be ugly, which I had no idea what that meant. Like, it'll be ugly. I thought, right, you know, right. for a minute he'd scream and then say, I love you, mom, and everything would be cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, in reality, he was in a coma for two and a half weeks, and um, then he woke up. But it's not like you woke up, your eyes are open, and you say hi. It's yes. very, yeah. And who knew? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Someone could have told me. I thought that he would wake up, and we'd have a great conversation, and yeah. go, well, what happened? And, you know, all that. And that's not what happened. In reality, he woke up, and he hadn't he had no nothing he didn't know how to eat he didn't know how to talk he yes. didn't know how to do a thing he yeah. stared off into space and he moved yes. one arm back and forth all day long and I thought uh, uh oh you know it's yeah like, that's exactly what Isabel did when she went through this and every day it was we looked for any yeah. tiny little change right? anything yep. you celebrate the small wins you know I was like okay he fluttered an eyelash he was yeah. But we, so we started doing, besides all the nutritional stuff we did, we also, I was bringing in things to activate his taste buds. To, we started doing essential oils the first night in the ICU because it was easy. Oh. Started doing progesterone cream because we could rub it on. We He he went mm. into the accident. And, you know, one of the best ways to help with the brain injury besides not getting one, you know, mm -hmm. is we're all mm -hmm. in our head. I, I don't know anyone. When you really, yeah. like, get down to it, we've all had a brain injury. Yeah. And we need to think that way. Like we, we've all injured. If you've hit you he your head, you've hurt your brain. And Dr. Daniel Amos mm -hmm. talks about this, you know, it's like you hit your head, you hurt your brain. You don't have to go into a coma to hurt your brain. And right. so we all need to think about these things I'm going to talk about is brain um, healing techniques. I mean, we all should be doing this. And one of the mm -hmm. reasons I think there's a variety of reasons that Grant is here because he, it defies all medical logic. But one of the things I think that that saved him at the beginning, besides us not letting the doctor mm -hmm. let him die, was um, him being on fish oil prior to the accident because it protects your brain. Okay. Now you had him on this. I mean, because you are one of the leading nutritionists in the country. So you had him on this already just as a regular, this is what yeah. we do in our house. Yeah. Well, I okay. had him at Dr. Daniel Amon's before. He'd have been spec scanned multiple times, which was great because he'd had mm -hmm. some other issues before some, he's, my son's got bipolar disorder. So in a way that's what saved him because we already had him on high dose fish oil for that. I see. So he was okay. on high dose fish oil. And, um, of course it made it interesting when you have someone with bipolar disorder coming out of a coma, cause you, I'm like, I have no idea who's coming out there. You know, it's like, oh, wow. right? but, yeah. um, early on I knew about the fish oil, but the biggest thing I would give as advice is do whatever you have to do short of bringing in an army to get the hospital, to give the fish oil the highest dose as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, because they would only go up to two grams. And then as soon as he we got the feeding tube out, which happened pretty quickly. He actually spit it out oh, himself good. at about, um, I think it was like four or six weeks. The minute he did that, I started getting a lot more fish oil into him, but I didn't 
At the first hospital, I probably got him up to 10 grams. And then when we moved him to Children's Hospital two and a half months later, I pushed him from 10 to 20. I just said, hey, he's done 20 grams of fish oil. And they go, great. And they did it. And they put it in his protocol. They're very good. And it was interesting. Three days after that, you know, he'd been, you very slowly heal from a brain injury, which I now understand that process. It's literally like raising a baby. And he was, you know, it's just a six foot tall, big baby. And yeah, um, it's, it's amazing. Yes. I mean, I have to learn to walk yes, and talk everything. and Eat, do everything all over teeth, again. Everything. And so he was, he had very limited language when he got to children's hospital. He would say, let's go, let's go. I mean, like all day, no, go home, go home, you know. Uh, but he took the fish oil and it's like three days later, I started giving him his iPhone and letting him play with that, you know, to, to work on music and stuff. And all of a sudden I get a phone call in the middle of the night. I'm, it's, I'm asleep at a, I leased a townhouse nearby and, mm-hmm. and he, I go, it, it says Grant Virgin. And I, I answer and he tells me all these things, you know, he's talking to me and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, that did not happen. But then I look at my phone and I go, that sure did happen, you know. <laughs> crazy stuff yeah so wow. yeah so I could watch that and go okay there you could you could actually see that one happening and and uh and amazing and so I always look at like if I had to pick one if I had to pick one thing what I would say is make darn sure that you've got a really good patient advocate with you all the time you know <laughs> that's yeah crazy. um but and you can't you can't always guarantee that too you know once they're in that hospital you've got to well you have to be there you know we yeah, one of us do. was always was always mm-hmm. there. You just have to be there, and that was one of the sad things I saw when I was at Children's Hospital. Was we were up at this rehab floor, and um, there were all these little kids there, and their families, you know, would come and go. But a lot of times they had to not be there because they had to work. And these little kids were were there crying, and and I was just oh, it just, it just oh. killed me. And I felt so fortunate, you know. I just set my office up in the hospital room. I had. Mm-hmm. room and we had an entire <laughs> it was like yeah team come up there and we just worked out of the hospital room because I was like this this is the way it is now you know where yeah. we are <laughs> yeah that's what we did with Isabel too and it made a huge difference that we had people scheduled in family members friends people from her church just scheduled in around the clock to be there yep. and help yep. you know because that's you really have to be on top of everything that goes on because you have all these people circling in and out of the room all day long yeah you and know, and, and you know they, what? They're t- here's you have different teams. UCLA is a teaching hospital. So is this Children's Hospitals USC. You know, so you have different teams coming in and out all the time. And you have people who are tired, and they're mm-hmm. managing a lot of people. And yep. you know, it's like, and no one's going to care as much about your person as you do. So you just have yeah. to be there. I mean, you just have to be. And I think yeah. you know, the most powerful thing that you can do to help someone heal is just flip and love them. You know, love them. <laughs> that's what we did. Love we them. just love the you know? heck out. Yeah, just love them. So, it, <laughs> yeah. which with a brain injured person can be challenging yeah. at times because when they do wake up, they, um, you know, sometimes. Sometimes Grant was the sweet Grant, and sometimes Grant was this thing I'd never seen before that I can just basically liken to um, the Incredible Hulk. And um, with brain injuries, they lose their filter, 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and we'd heard about this, that they'd either get like really like, you know, angry or physical or sexual, or he got physical. He got, he got angry, like angry, scary, angry, like literally incredible Hulk angry. So oh, wow. yeah. So we actually had to hit him with tranquilizers. We had him in a zipper bed. We had a 24 hour security guard, all sorts of stuff. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Wow. But I mean that, that phase eventually passed. It though. does, that but was... you know, you don't know. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges with all this. You don't know how long are they going to be in a coma and how long are they going to be, yeah. you know, just staring off into space. And yeah. And that's an interesting piece right there is that there are stages of a coma and most people don't know this and um, they, they're somewhat defined, but not clearly defined because they're so different for everybody. And then you you've got the coma and you, but you've also got brain injury on top of it. And there's just, yeah, it's so complex and it's so different for each person. But what I noticed was there was, it was almost like her entire body was rewiring. It's yeah. like the, the brain was computing and rewiring every system. So it's like, even her organ systems, like one night her kidneys just shut down and they had her on dialysis and they said, oh, she's not going to make it. And we said, oh, yes, she is. So yeah. we stayed with her <laughs> all night. And you know what? You're not allowed, by the way, and this was one of the biggest things I did with people. I was like, you're not allowed to say those things here. Like, as far as I was concerned, the minute it, it, it you know, after the first, I'm not going to say the minute it happened, it took about 12 hours, maybe 16 hours for me to get to this point where I looked at him and I went, it was almost like a moonstruck moment where someone texted me and they said, um, your son, and they did not know my son or that I even had a kid. So they said, your son is worried about you. And he says to tell you that he is going to be fine. And I went and I get this text and I'm like, this is so random. And I know this gal, but I don't know her real well. And you know, why is she texting me this? You know, because he just came to me and told me this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> so I kind of had this moonstruck moment where I just went, well, what if this is the best thing that ever happened to him? And we're, you know, he is going to get rewired and we are going to, you know, he'll be better. And so that was just what I went with. And I do believe in life. You get what you expect. And then you start to design the outcomes to get what you expect. So if you decide that they're going to be better when an orthopedic surgeon comes in and says, oh, he's never going to walk again. I'm like, well, you know what? If it was Kobe Bryant in this bed with a crushed heel, you'd figure out how to make him walk again. So be that doctor or then or get fired. <laughs> and he's like, hey. right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's that you just have to first make that decision, whether it's a brain injury or, um, you know, an illness or a disease that like, that's it, I'm going to be better because of this. And then you go make that happen. You figure out how to do it. You find the right people, et cetera. Because, you know, we had one doctor who would come in every Friday night, who's a girlfriend of mine who worked at Cedar sinai in their brain trauma unit. And I didn't really know her well. She showed up on one Friday night and I'm like, wow, I, you look familiar. And I realized she'd always come to my seminars and every Friday night she would show up and she'd tell me, that what's going on with Grant was awesome because I know no one was telling me there. Yeah, this is totally normal, and here's what it'll do next. And what they uh, they were just like, oh, it's going to be ugly and it'll take time. I'm like, well, that helpful. Thank you so much. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Um, and she'd go, he's doing amazing. And I was like, oh, okay. That's you know, great. so it it gave me some hope, and I think hope is such a huge important thing here. And then um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, you just keep you keep fighting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you, you have to keep refocusing on the decision that you make, you know, because you have the evidence in front of you that, oh, he's having a really bad day, you know, and it's it's not going so well, but you just keep 
going, uh, it's, it's going to get better. That's just it. Yeah. You just make the decision. And it's, and one of the things that I think people need to understand with a brain injury is, you know, there's this like idea that you have six months or a year or whatever, and then you're done. And, um, um, I was just fortunate enough last this, this Monday of this week, actually Mm -hmm. my two sons and my ex-husband and Kevin Pierce and Adam Pierce, we all got together and Kevin Pierce is the snowboarder who two weeks before he was going for the gold in the Olympics, um, um, five plus years ago, he had a traumatic brain injury. Oh, wow. And ended his snowboarding career. Oh, and, wow. Um, the cutest kid ever. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm adopting this kid. Uh, <sighs> but he started a foundation, Love Your Brain. And we were talking, goes, you know, I'm five and a half years out and I'm still improving all the time. And it's an, it's yeah. forever. It's not you know, how much you can heal. You do see rapid improvement, of course, as you know, during that first mm-hmm. six months, but we see improvement all the time and yeah. it's like anything else. So it's, it's a forever thing. Once you have a brain injury, once you have like that level of traumatic brain injury, but it doesn't take a yep. coma to get there, it'd be multiple concussions. And once you have that, it's just constant. You, you want to think about all these things that you can do to love your brain And a lot of them are nutritional, but um, there's a lot of things that aren't nutritional that need to be dialed into. And what would you, I mean, you know, we've talked about the love quotient and having that (laughs) extremely high, and that's a really important part. But what other things would you say you need to to add in? Sleep and rest. Sleep and rest are huge. I remember when Grant, like, it literally was like having a big baby again with him. We would push him a little bit, then he would have to take a nap or rest, and then push and rest and push and rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, so a lot of rest, a lot of sleep. Yeah, I've noticed that with uh, lightning. I get to, every single day at some point, I get to this wall, and if I don't, I mean, I just have to. I have to lay down, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. And you just have to listen to that. And hey, what if we all did that? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, how much better would our brains be functioning? Yeah, yeah. If we just all had to do that. That just think about that. Wow. So that's one piece of it is making sure that you're resting and um, you know getting good sleep each night and then resting as needed. And you know another one is continuing, just like you know, just like any muscle, if you you use it or lose it, is continuing to challenge your brain. And how do you rewire it? One of the things that Dr. Amen had us do is get a ping pong table. And we did all sorts of different hand-eye coordination things work really well. So ping pong is a great one for that. Yeah. Oh, ping pong. That makes sense. Plus you're not going to hit yeah. your head in ping pong. Yeah. And it's the ball is really light. <laughs> so, yeah, even, if, even if someone slams the ball at you, you're going to be safe. So, exactly. you know, as long as no one hits you with the ping pong paddle, we're okay. And, and so that's right. one. And then um, exercise in general, because it increases blood flow to the brain. So you look at, you know, how do we increase blood flow to the brain? And obviously ginkgo's great, but you know, you get a five percent increase in blood flow to the brain just from doing exercise. So exercise and exercise involves any kind of coordination. Um, you know, tennis, Grant's been playing tennis, so any of that kind of stuff is fantastic. So that's a big deal too. Okay, awesome. All right. And let's go back to the fish oil for a moment. Um uh, quality of fish oil supplements. Can you address that? Well, so the deal with fish oil and there's so it's it, when this all happened, I had amazing help. I mean, big shout out to uh, Dr. Barry Sears who, you know, worked with me directly to help me on this. Amazing. And, um, and then I had an, another fish oil company that just sent me like just case of fish oil straight to the hospital. I'm like, thank you. Cause you know, I'm like there. So yeah, um, yeah. the, the big thing with fish oil is, and it's like this with any supplements is you get what you pay for, but you need to be really aware, especially with fish oil, because 
it's an omega-3 and that means it's fragile, that we have fragile fatty acid bonds that can easily be broken. And that mm-hmm. means you can oxidize it, um, which makes it rancid, which makes it bad. The last thing you want to do right. is take a good thing and make it bad. You know? Right, so, right. And of course, rancid oils do the opposite. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, there's a really big difference between fish and fish sticks, right? So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's the same thing here, um, is you want to make sure that the fish oil that you're getting is from clean fish that they've checked it for, you know, cleaned out, cleaned it out so that you're getting clean. You don't want to have farm-raised fish that's been shot full of pesticide or, uh, you know, herbicides and fungicides and and antibiotics and hormones, right? So get clean fish, um, small fish that are going to be less likely to have heavy metals, test them for metals and make sure that they're processed in a way to, to keep the oxidative stress down to not let them get rancid and then protect them. Um, so that's, that's the biggie is that's why you want to use a good professional grade supplement company to get fish oil. And that's why there's seems to be a dramatic, there's really like two price points that I've seen in fish oil. There's like cheap and then, you know, regular price. And there's a reason that fish oil costs money. Yeah, absolutely. Because the processing has got to be expensive. Yeah, I mean, to, when you think about it, you've got to process it so that you don't expose it to air and oxidize it. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to make sure that you're making sure that it didn't get oxidized and that you're checking for um, chemicals and heavy metals yeah. because well, fat absorbs those things, as we know. Toxicity, toxins for the most part, yes. love fat, and that's where they store it. So you want to make sure yeah. that you're not getting a big bottom feeding, you know, old fish full of stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now, a a colleague of mine, actually the same one who sent me the video last summer when I was, after I was struck, um, which by the way, I just have to say really quickly that the fish oil made a massive difference. I could feel the difference within two weeks. It accelerated the healing so fast. My memory started to get so, so much better. My muscles started to get so much better. But um, one of the things that he pointed out to me too is he's to one of the ways that you can test your fish oil is to take a, um, and I did this with the one I had, which I thought was a really high quality one. Um, I, you take a pin and you poke the oil and if it's the, the, uh, capsule and if it smells like the most horrible rotten yeah. fish you've ever yeah. smelled, get rid of it. It's, it's not doing, I used good. to actually do that when I saw clients one-on-one, I always had them bring in all their supplements and I used to bite into their fish oil capsules to see if they were rancid. And it just was such a really bad experience um, <laughs> that I just just decided I don't have to do that anymore. And I kind of you you kind of know if something's a professional brand or not, you know. So yeah. I know my favorite brands, and I don't like if they come in with some of these ones that I just know are crappy. I'm like, you know, come on, and mm-hmm. and don't use them up because they'll say I'll just use them up. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use them up. Get rid of them. So yeah, exactly. It's not worth sacrificing your health to take a rancid right. oil. No, it's better. Just... I mean, better to not take them. I mean, you know, first yeah. ideally start with eating fresh fish. And if you're if you're um, one of those people who likes sardines, who I wish I was that person, but I'm not that person. You know, ideally you start mm-hmm. with diet first. You're not going to be living on corn-fed beef burgers and French fries and cake and think that you can take some fish oil pills and make all things well because that ain't going to happen. So excellent. <laughs> Right. I mean, one of the things that happened in the hospital when Grant started to eat, um, they wanted to give him insure and crystal light. I kid you not. And so I had a little sign up. I put a big, uh, not a little, I put a big sign, no insure, no crystal light. And then when we moved to the other hospital, it was on the board and I brought him, he ate a lot of sushi Uh um, because he just was craving it. 
Like he was craving yeah. it. At one point I thought, oh my gosh, this guy's eating like $40 worth of sushi every day. But it's what he wanted. And I'm like, he yeah. knows. And I would go get him salmon and he just, that's what he wanted. So he was eating salmon and grass-fed beef. Those were the two things he really seemed to want the most of, which was awesome. Okay. And then we used um, probiotic special, the little um, Bio-K yogurts to help rebuild his gut flora. Of course, I gave him extra probiotics and some glutamine because he was catabolic and vitamin C because I'm sure his cortisol was off. It was, uh, was out of control. Although it was funny, after the whole thing, I'm like checking his adrenals and checking my adrenals. His adrenals look great. Mine are destroyed, trashed, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, my God. I can't even imagine oh, the stress gosh. you were under. But I was taking a ton of stuff. It was, I think, the first mm-hmm. or second night in the hospital. Um, Dr. Hyla Cash shows up with, like, a purse full of, like, oh, here are all the stress God. supplements. Here. I know Hyla. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And she made me organic chicken soup with kale. So... Oh. Yeah, so I know. It's amazing when you look at what people do. And of course, I got him on, you know, vitamin D. And and I was all this stuff was just had they known I was like, I'm not going to tell you guys all this stuff. You'll think I'm a lunatic. But, um, you know, it definitely made a difference, and especially when he was non weight bearing. I had him on um, a really good amino acid blend with extra glutamine and probiotics and you know because he was catabolic and a lot of times people go into a coma and die because they just are so catabolic wow so uh so you did the supplementation but you also did food supplementation by you know using foods that heal what what other foods also support brain health and well you know if i had it to do all over again here's my biggest challenge because people were like you should be doing x y and z i was staying at a like some residence inn Right. And I would get to the hospital like 530 in the morning and get back at um, between 530 and and six in the morning. And I get back to the hotel around nine. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there, I would like do a Whole Foods run or Whole Foods would Whole Foods actually was sending me stuff over. And I was running the hospital. Nice. And people were bringing me stuff. But I mean, people like you should be making bone broth. And I was like going, guys, I'm like trying to get eight hours of sleep right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, run stairs and come on you know so if I had to do over I would absolutely add bone broth into the mix okay um, for sure my gosh but I was really kind of trapped by what could I get from what could I get from Whole Foods and what could I make in a blender mm-hmm. and so I was doing protein shakes and throwing as much extra stuff as I possibly could in there um, for healing and really focusing on fish and then focusing on as many I, I went and got organic baby food um, oh. because you know, he was literally learning to eat. So I went and got organic baby food to get all the vegetables in mm-hmm. because I didn't know how else to get them in with him. And, uh, you know, and he was doing fine with it. He would actually eat those. And then I'd throw some of them in the shake. <laughs> so oh, well, that's that. smart. Uh, that's smart. Yeah, because it's sort of like however you can possibly pull this one off, pull it off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that makes sense. And then, you know, as you pointed out, you don't have time to be in the kitchen making bone broth. No, so I couldn't do that. I wish I could have. I wish I could have gotten uh, yeah. from Whole Foods. I did do, you know, this Bio-K yogurt, but then I supplemented with extra because he'd been on so many antibiotics. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, when you have tubes coming out of everywhere, the biggest risk you have is infection. And that was mm-hmm. a big thing. And he did. I and mean, we had to be masked and gloved. And we had multiple infections and funky things going on. So yep. we hit him with a lot of um, of probiotics in there as well of course vitamin d and um, pregnenolone a lot of brain stuff of course gpc and alcar acetyl l-carnitine and glycerophosphocholine and some ginkgo um and then a um, bunch of uh, minerals. One of the challenges with when you have 13 fractures and your body just goes, everything's broken, right? So it just oh my gosh. throws calcium everywhere. In fact, he 
supposed to leave that hospital and go to the next hospital, but the calcium had hooked onto where he'd had the um, stent um, woven up down in his, um, trying to think of what artery that was down there. Anyway, he had, he ended up with the pseudo aneurysm and and he had to go into emergency surgery again by the same doctor saved his life again. Um, So we were giving him, um, we were not giving him calcium because he was throwing so much out there, but doing a lot of magnesium and C because he was so constipated from all the crap that they'd given him too. Oh yeah. (laughs) There was that piece too. They kept giving him, I'm like, you guys have been giving him stool softeners for four days and nothing's moved. So I think it's time to move to, to, you know, the bigger guns here. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's not an unusual story. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, a lot of work. We also did oxytocin therapy with him for six months to help with the PTSD stuff. And I did it for a year (laughs) cycling me to help with the PTSD stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, progesterone. As a parent watching your child go through this whole experience. My gosh, Mm -hmm. how traumatic. Mm -hmm. I don't know much more traumatic stuff. Although, um, during the time, you know, we're so focused on his, that he was going to be better and you've got so much to do and you're just focused on like, what do you need to do next and who do you need to call and et cetera, that you just don't have time to like, people were like, where I go, I was just focused on what I had to do. Like that was such, what do I have to do? You know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I go one day I'll sit down and process this and like what happened, which I still have really yeah. honestly even done. I mean, I have not yeah. sat down and gone, what, whoa, you know, <laughs> cause you know, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what happened here? I am yeah. writing the book and the life lessons of it. So it's like, now we're kind of going back through it. And so that, that kind of is my, how I'm going, you know, I'm kind of going, what happened? <laughs> you know, like, did that just happen? Really? Um, yeah, yeah it's been wow. pretty and amazing. Can you say how many years ago this was? Now? It was three years ago. It was three years. Wow. Okay. And where is he now in his recovery? So two months ago, two and a half months ago, um, he moved to Utah. I kind of, it was a really tough thing is he was, went to children's hospital they want to keep him there longer he he so wanted to get out of the hospital he just just wanted out of the hospital the place was fantastic he just it just felt like he was not on board anymore so we needed to take him out so then we took him to and but we we couldn't take him out until we got you know when you have a brain injury you lose the ability to regulate blood pressure and you know so once we knew his blood pressure was regulated he'd had this external pin in his heel once all that was good and all the medical stuff was stable we took him out of there then we took him to LA every week and for five days stayed in the hotel and took him to an outpatient rehab place. We did that for a month, but you know, he just, uh, you get to the point where you go, you know, I think that he can do this better at home. So what we did was we came back to the desert. We had some friends here that did helped us with the physical rehab part. Although that was, you know, that's our easiest part with all of us athletes. You know, I was, I was a personal trainer. My ex is a tennis pro. And so we just set up a whole team to help us do the rehab here. Um, but the biggest challenge that happens during a brain injury and the one that is sort of my life mission, there's two things that I'm working on with Kevin and Adam Pierce with their love your brain foundation is I want to create a resource center that has all of this cutting edge stuff that I was able to access by sending an email out to all my friends, <laughs> you know, going, okay. Cause all my friends are these just amazing health uh, experts. Uh, That's true. Right? So I just sent <laughs> an email and text and went guys help. And here's Dr. Mm-hmm. Hyla Cass and Dr. Dan Amen and Dr. I mean, they're all showing up at the hospital, uh, perfect. <laughs> but that's, that's so not great. normal. And I, 
I want to make sure that this information can get to everybody because it needs to be. People need to know, you know, like the doctor told me, oh, now we wait. I want to make sure that people know that that is not the case. It is not now we wait, that there's a load of stuff you can do. But Mm -hmm. the biggest Mm -hmm. painful thing, I think, has been the isolation that Grant faced because he came home after six months and he tried to go back to school and there really was nowhere to put him at the time. I mean, they tried to put him in with like the autistic kids. Well, he didn't want to be in with the autistic kids, you know? Yeah. It's not the same thing. You know, that just doesn't. And, and, and some, he, he was, you know, going back. And so now he's in like his senior year of high school and some kid actually comes up to him and says, you didn't really get hit by a car. You're just stupid. <gasps> you know, this is the company. This, oh right? this is high school. And so I'm like going, you know what? This um, is not going to work. So like he tried high school. We tried like having him do classes at junior college. We try and it, it just, mm-hmm. as you're kind of relearning how to talk and socialize again, there just is no place and no one can yeah. relate to you and you can't relate to them. So basically you know, he's, he's out, he's lost all his friends. You know, he'd had a girlfriend, lost the girlfriend. And I was talking to Kevin and same, same thing, you know, cause you have all these people that were used to yeah. do in a certain way and especially kids, they're not going to be sympathetic at all. So the, we got to a point where he really needed to be challenged. He wanted to know what his purpose was. And we knew we couldn't do it here, especially where we are out in Palm Desert. It's not, there have no resources. So we hired someone yeah. to help us find a place. And we found a place that's a transitioning living, transitional living facility in Utah where he learns how to be independent. So he actually oh, just good. started a job this week. He's doing some oh, classes online. He's taking an art class. He's taking a yoga class. He's just, he is just, and I can't do it because I, when you almost lose a child, mm-hmm. it's really hard for you to push them at all. Cause you're like, I don't care. You're alive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's no way for someone to have a life. So, yeah, you know, so we true. both were kind of looking at this going, this is not, we can't do this. So he's working, you know, he's living in a house where there's therapists and social workers and they're just taking him out. And he's in two months, he doesn't, he came back here for a couple of days and wanted to go back there. He loves it there. And uh, oh, it's so right great. outside of Park City. Beautiful. And that's so great. he's doing amazing. And, you know, he just spent time with Kevin. And I think the most important thing that he's starting to get is this is not, you know, you're not done. Like this is, no. you're, you're just, you're on the path with this, but this also, yeah. it can be something that, you know, I told him, I go, I have a book coming out and you'll have a book that'll come out with it. And you've got a story to tell and people to inspire. And he just never understood that. He goes, why would anyone want to hear from me? I go, because you give them hope, honey. You know, you're welcome <laughs> help. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's so encouraging and so amazing. And yeah, those same, those are the same issues that uh, Isabel has gone through as well. It's, and this is what happens with a lot of people with brain injuries, as I'm to understand, is that people don't quite know where to place them when they're going through this because it is such a slow and progressive process of getting well. And uh, like it's, she's nine years out at this point. And uh, she just got out of a situation where she can uh, get some better resources than she was in before, and which is really encouraging because then, you know, like, I, I'm interested to see what happens next for her, you know? Yeah. And, the, so, and I mean, that's the real key, like Grant's done hyperbaric, and there's so many things that you can mm. do. There's just so many things, you know, that oh, you wow. just keep, you keep, and of course, I try to do them all at once because that's how I'm like, let's do everything, you know, it's what you can't do. Um, yeah. 
but there's a lot yeah. of stuff that, that, that you can do and it's never, it's never over and you keep improving. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I mean, just thinking about only three years for the kinds of injuries he had and not just to his brain. I mean, his, his whole body was injured. Oh my injured. gosh. It was crazy. <laughs> like, crazy. Is, and you know what's like, so amazing <laughs> is when this happens and it's like, okay, well it's, it's all I could think about was heart and brain, heart and brain. Okay, well, now the heart's fixed. Now I'm worrying about his brain. And there's yeah. all these, I mean, he had, his femurs were broken. They had to be rotted. He had a broken wrist. He had a broken arm. He had a bro- And I'm like, who cares? You know, <laughs> like normally oh, as a parent, God. if your kid breaks something, you're like, oh my gosh, right? But yeah. I'm like, big deal. And so it turned out he had this heel crush that is like a life-changing injury. I mean, it was three months. It was still, they thought they were going to do skin grafts. And I mean, it was, there was a, big pin sticking out of it and um he's oh, great wow. but they were like listen i don't know if you, we don't think i'll ever walk i go that's no way that's not the way it's gonna be sorry he's an athlete he's totally gonna you know i was like yeah forget it you're fired <laughs> but you do you don't even think about the other the other injuries when you've got brain and heart you're like who cares you know yeah exactly. you know first it was brain heart and kidney then the kidneys were fine and i'm like okay so like <laughs> then the yeah. heart was fixed i'm like just let's just start checking them off just fix them like putting one fire out after the next, but the brain is incredibly important because it's your master computer. It, it's, you know, it takes care of everything in your body, all the nerve impulses, everything. So yep. very important. <laughs> so anyway, oh my gosh, JJ, this has been amazing. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you sh- shared the story. You know, it's so personal and uh, so deep and uh, I really appreciate it. You so are much. so welcome. I was so excited to hear that, uh, you know, the fish oil had helped you and you heard that. I love that. And I just want to make sure that's, you know, again, getting those resources out and um, which, by the way, I have put down at grantburgeon.com. We actually have uh, what we did for Grant there. Uh-huh. At some point, we'll boost this up, but it's it's there. It's what we did with the essential oils, with fish oil, with progesterone. It's all the resources. Everything is there. And oh, um, yeah, because we were doing all this media and I'm like, we just got to get it somewhere so people can have it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, but I think the resources and as we get this, you know, the the goal of really having a place where there's some, we can all get together right now on Facebook, love your brain is the, is the foundation that I'm going to be backing that Kevin Pearson's brother put together and working on all that. So that's another great resource because we just have to, people have to know there's so much more that you can do and do not give up and, you know, set that reframe because you get what you expect. Just expect to be so much better and you will be, you Ah, you work it. I love that. I love, love, love that. Thank you so much. Uh, if anyone that you know is struggling with a traumatic brain injury and the doctors have said, this is all you're going to get because they do say that, uh, you don't have to believe them. And JJ Virgin's story of her son Grant is proof positive that there's help through food as pharmacology, as medicine that can help you and your loved one get well. So for those of you listening her, who are in pain from a chronic illness or persistent symptoms, please know that there is help for you. Each week, I will bring you interviews with top professionals who are changing the world using food and the power of the mind to help you get well soon. Thank you for listening. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.